They want your kids and your money. So if higher education is your goal, trust me, <laughs> they're going to every college, every college wants homeschoolers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. This is a husband and wife show where we share behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. And we're currently working on a new documentary project called The Mind Polluters. I'm Amber Archer, co-host of this show, and joining me is my husband. Dino therms are connected. Mark Archer. Okay, so he said that if you missed last week's podcast, you're going to have to go back and listen to it just to catch up on his Voltron Go Voltron Force, if you haven't. <laughs> and he was, you guys, he was relating that to First uh, Corinthians 12, one body, many parts. Yeah. So you'll get the picture. Yeah. And you have, you have some music. I have audio today. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll let you get to your audio in, in just a moment. I, well, okay. 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 I'll wait. Okay. So you guys, we have been on a mission to bring you guys as many people as we can to help educate that's our like our three pillars is educate motivate and inspire that's what we do here at fearless features and so with over 30 years of combined experience in the motion picture industry we're creating movies from a biblical perspective about the issues impacting our culture and society and showing the church at work you can learn more about us and the movies we are making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org it's also a great place for you to make that one time or monthly donation to help bring these films to the marketplace as we are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on donations to make these movies and this podcast possible. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for for joining us and linking arms and being one body. And being part of Voltron Force. <laughs> Voltron Force. Right? Right. They defeat all the evil. The scourge of the universe. That's right. You can't form the sword of Voltron without all of the lions. Okay, you guys. So I got to let him play this. Ready to form Voltron. Activate interlock. Dynatherms connected. Infracells up. Mega thrusters are go. Go, Voltron Force! Okay, I saved you guys. I didn't let him play the whole thing. <laughs> He's but. sad for the day. <laughs> <clears throat> If you, if you would let me just play the whole thing, it would just, it would really make the show. Okay. Well, I'll let you play it at the end. Stick okay. around, stick around so you can hear the full Voltron okay. Okay. assembly. Because I've been working on other 80s cartoon references <laughs> to help with Bible study. And I'm working on one for G.I. Joe right now. So, okay. Well, thank you all for joining us for today. I'm going to get back to the show. So, we are picking up with part two with Tara Bentley, the president mm. of IAHE, that's Indiana Association of Home Educators. If you missed last week's show, any of last week's show, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to episode 118 because she brings so much information into how to help parents begin their journey of homeschooling. And I learned so much about just our state of Indiana and the freedom we have in discipling our children, mm -hmm. as in, scripture tells us. Because Indiana is the Texas of the North. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, but before that, you have two articles, mm -hmm. daily news and views. So you remember last week, the, uh, the clip that we played with the angry mother who was in Fairfax County, Virginia, who oh, confronted yeah. the school board by reading some excerpts from books from the school library. Mm -hmm. Well... 
there's an update on that story. This is from The Blaze. Uh, school district pulls books after angry mother exposes pedophilia in them, reads explicit passages to school. Uh, Fairfax County Public Schools will create two committees consisting of staff members, students, and parents, which the district's library services coordinator will lead to examine the, quote, suitability of both texts for inclusion in high school libraries. At last Thursday's board school board meeting, Stacy Langton held up copies of Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison and Gender Queer, a memoir, by Maya Kobabe, both of which Langton said she checked out from Fairfax High School's library and told the board that both of these books include pedophilia, sex between men and boys. One book describes a fourth grade boy performing a sex act on an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy. You know, it's interesting because I think while I think that this is good, I'm glad that they're removing these books um, but the question I now have is the board that they're creating, because now you get everybody's ideals and worldview mm-hmm. mixed in here. And it's going to be for the whole for the whole school. So if, and if you go back and listen to the interview that we did with Debbie DeGroff, mm-hmm. she talked about this specifically. In fact, it is in the mind polluters mm-hmm. posing this question. She asked the very honest question that we all should think about. Here is a, a perfect example of it. Now what? Yeah. Well, and not only that is, you know, it doesn't matter what your takeaway is. What is your children? What's your child's takeaway mm-hmm. from reading these books? Has it changed their worldview in any way? Mm-hmm. But the other sort of concerning thing is when I think about what what you just said, what was it that they that the books addressed? Uh, quote, both of these books include pedophilia, sex between men and boys. One book describes a fourth grade boy performing a sex act on an adult male. The other book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy. Right. So now it's going to depend on who's on this board. Right. Because look at California, where they've lessened the crime. Now, what they they lessened it. Oh, it's okay now. It's not illegal anymore right. to have sex with a boy. You know, what is it? Ten years that they or what did they do with that law? I can't. Um, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I don't remember. It was just. It was just. It wasn't too long ago. Just a few months ago, yeah. um, they decriminalized pedophilia, basically. Bas- basically. And, you know, and it's like I remember reading the American Pediatrics. They used to have the whole transgender thing. You know, in 2016. It was a mental illness. Now, suddenly, it's no longer a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it matters whose who's views. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember the exact quote, but one of the founding fathers, uh, I think Ben Franklin, said something along the lines of that liberty is only suitable for a moral people. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'll so, go and find it because I remember that. Yeah. So the, this what we've what we have now is this rapid descent into, of course, we've talked about moral relativism a lot on this show, as have many of our guests. The, the, the total spinning out of control is because we have no reference point anymore. Mm-hmm. And, there's no truth. There's, there's, there's no absolute truth. Right, right. So I can guarantee you that in the case of something like this, the ACLU will get involved. Oh, probably. Right? Because now you're book burners. Yeah, right. Right. Now, it's a never ending cycle. Yeah, there, there's it's easier to pull your kids out. It's easier to pull your kids <laughs> out. Listen, if, and, and when we take our girls to the public library, we all go together as a family. Mm-hmm. They don't 
we don't drop them off and say, we'll see you in a few hours, go find a book to read. We go as a family, you as parents, you have to, you have to watch these, these things because the public library is not safe either. Right. Neither is the, the right. pub, in the in the public schools. They give this stuff as homework. Um, and let me just say, OK, so brings up a good point. So there is a new like 36 minute short, short documentary that came out called Raised on Porn. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave a link to it in the show notes. I highly encourage you to go watch it. It's a well done film. So well done. Exodus Cry and Magic Lantern Pictures. I mean, it's a it's a great it's a great short film. But there was another thing that along the same lines of, you know, schools no longer being safe for your children. I, I was just reading an article on The Federalist. I'll leave a link to it. I'm not going to go through it right here uh, because we need to get back to Tara. But why putting your kids in public schools is now more dangerous than ever. Oh, it says polls find the majority of U.S. parents don't want to put their kids in public schools, but most do anyway. And there's a new book that explains why they should stop. And here's a game plan for achieving that. So I'll leave a link to that article in the show notes. And you had one more. I have one more. Yeah, this is uh, once again, uh, emphasizing how dangerous the public school systems are, especially in these fringe states like California. From American America's Citizen Press, Gavin Newsom signed law allowing children to get sex changes and abortions without parental knowledge. Uh, and this goes right back to our conversation and interview with Mary McAllister, um, who's senior litigation for parental rights campaign. I mean, it is unbelievable how quickly we are losing our parental rights mm-hmm. and and being able to to guide our children. So I'll just read it. This is really short. Uh, if you thought things were bad in California, they're only getting worse. These unnatural procedures would be covered by the parents insurance under the new law. So you're not allowed to know, but you have to pay for it. It would allow children to seek reproductive health care and gender affirming care, according to Newsom. Uh, so there, there was actually a pair of bills. These, these go right hand in hand. The first bill, AB 1356, will create new offenses arising from recording or photographing patients or providers within 100 feet of the entrance to a reproductive health services facility. The other, AB 1184. So that first one has to do with, you know, keeping all of the pro-life people away from right. the, the, the abortion clinics. Right. The other, AB 1184, will keep patient information confidential for patients who are not the primary policyholder for their health insurance. In other words, your children. Right. Healthcare services that patients can keep confidential include, quote, reproductive health care and gender affirming care, end quote, according to the governor's statement. Now. Uh, Gavin Newsom is a wicked, wicked, evil man. Uh, but you know what, California, you had a chance to get rid of him and you didn't. Right. So, well, but in, have and let at me, it. right. And let me just shine a bright light out there because there is a wonderful woman who I have reached out to. I hope to have her on the show here soon in the new, near future. But her name is Karen England and she is the executive director of a California based uh, capital resource institute. And she is doing amazing work exposing this. And I mean, she's been engaging California for 33 years, mm-hmm. trying to sound the alarm about the comprehensive sex education that's coming into the classrooms and and 
everything that goes with it. So if you, I'll leave a link to her website and her mm-hmm. organization for you guys to look up. And but, as, as wicked as that whole state in general is, some of the brightest lights in all of these battles shine. Oh, absolutely. In California. In California, yeah. People like Karen England, John MacArthur, David Jeremiah. They're I in mean, the front lines. They are on the front lines yeah. and they are in. But, oh, my word, it is so perverted out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it's just we have to be ever watchful. So with that, thank you guys for listening to the news and views. And we'll get to our interview second part with. Tara Bentley. So there was another thing I, I just want to jump back to um, withdrawing your students. And then there was another misconception because I, w- I was writing things down and I thought, OK, I've seen people say, well, the schools don't actually have to take you back, your kids back if you withdraw them. Is that true? I mean, how does that work with the public system? So public education is there to serve the public. And mm-hmm. what that means is they must take your child back. So. Um, Now, what they don't have to do is put your child back in the exact same classroom, in the exact same placement, or give them credit for work that they did at home. They have to re-enroll them, but they... They often get, you know, they, they have rules and they can apply those rules. If your child was on a sports team, doesn't mean they get to necessarily go back on that sports team. If they were in the classroom with their favorite teacher, they could end up somewhere else. Um, once you re, once you pull them out, you know, they're coming back in as a new student. So, I mean, it is something to be considered. Um, and we do absolutely, especially when your child is in high school, it is important to look at it because a public school has the option of not accepting um, work that you did at home at the high school level. And that, of course, that is important because uh, you want to issue your child a diploma, right? As homeschools here in Indiana, we as the parent issue a diploma to the child. And that means we determine what we want them to have in order to graduate. Most parents look at the Indiana standards. You know, we can use it as a guideline, but we can adapt it however we want. The state can't tell us what to do. But if you plan on putting a child back in public education, especially in high school, you want to know, you know, am I going to make this all the way through? Am I going to do this all the way through? Can I do high school and get Mm -hmm. to the point of issuing them a diploma? And if not, then obviously you want to be very well aware of what your public school will accept or not accept. Some will tell you, well, if you've done a high school program, um, an, an accredited program, then we will accept it. But those are questions that, again, the public school gets to make those rules. So you need to take your questions to them, um, yeah. just to be clear, because we don't have to play by those rules as homeschoolers. Well, that's what I was going to say. So do you, as homeschoolers, is there any reporting to the state that you have to do homeschooling your children? No. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. No. no. And again, this is one of those things that totally gets misinformation all of the time. So the Department of Education does have a form on its website to report enrollment And this is something that's just been around forever. It's pretty, it doesn't even make any sense. You can go onto their website. You can list your homeschool. You can tell them how many students you have that you are homeschooling. And they're going to assign you a completely random arbitrary number that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. And so it's just something that's been around forever. It's not registering your homeschool. Again, the word register, like they've put it on their website but it doesn't really exist. Um, It's an optional thing. 
And, but where it does get confusing is a lot of schools, if you're trying to withdraw, public school administrators, they don't really understand us and that's fine. That's not their job is to, un- is to understand us, mm-hmm. but that's where they get this misinformation. They think, oh, well, you have to go get this number and give it to us. You don't have to, you, you just don't have to. It's, it doesn't do anything one way or the other. We take a stance that obviously, you know, we're not for giving the government any more information than you have to. Right. You know, so I mean, that's just kind of a mindset. (laughs) So, well, it's interesting then. So how does, for, for parents who do have the older children who are looking at homeschooling, so how does the diploma aspect of it work? How do they actually get a diploma through homeschool if there's no, um, criteria required basically as to what you're teaching. So we, again, as a parent, you can issue their diploma. Um, you can order diplomas online and it's, that's really not what people get asked for the most, right? If you're going into college, a college is not really going to care what piece of paper you have. They're going to want a transcript, right? So homeschool parents should be very mindful of keeping good records. Um, you know, this is your child. No one loves your child more than you. So you should put all of that love and attention into their future by keeping good records. So that does mean keeping a transcript of all high school level work. Um, we offer transcript, um, services and programs, um, on our website. So Indiana parents can take a look at that. But the diploma, it is important, but it is just one piece of paper. I mean, I cannot tell you a single time in my adult life I was ever actually asked for my diploma, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. They want, they want, schools want transcripts. Um, Now we will occasionally, um, yeah, I can't say that it will never lead to questions because it will, you know, we often will field questions from potential employers. And so employers will you know, they want to check a box. They've got human resource departments who just have a form to fill out and they'll contact us and they'll say, can you verify this homeschool child's diploma? Well, as the Indiana Association of Home Educators, no, I can't. But what I can do (laughs) is educate you on the law. And the law says parents are capable of issuing a diploma for their child. So, yeah. That makes me so excited. Like I had no idea, but I just think about the freedom that you have to train your children and then right. issue that because, because the diploma, I, I was asking about the diploma because I was thinking of, well, when these kids go out and try and get a job, everybody always asks, you know, what school did you attend? You know, where did you grad? Did you graduate? Do you have a GED? So this is, it's fascinating to me to, to learn this information. <laughs> right. And, you know, but for the most part, they they may ask for your diploma, but mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, they're looking for a skill set, right? I mean, right. either you're headed into college and they want to know what classes you took and how did you do? And, you know, a couple of years ago, what were they asking for? SAT, ACT, mm-hmm. you know, and write an essay. Um, overwhelmingly, especially since the pandemic, like they're not, they don't even care about the SAT anymore. So right. because that's what they want. They want your kids. They mm-hmm. want your kids and your money. So if higher education is your goal, trust me, <laughs> they're going to, every college, every college wants homeschoolers. Harvard wants homeschoolers. Princeton wants homeschoolers. And let's not even go there because we all know that, the, yeah, the agenda yeah, like, there. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> 
Harvard who just named an atheist as their chaplain. So, (laughs) yep. Yeah, but they want Um, your children. What is it that you see the most of that you think parents, I mean, we talked, we have talked about a lot here this morning. And is there anything else? What are we missing maybe that people also need to be made aware of? Well, I think that one of the things that I've become very aware of um, over the past year is, you know, we used to say, and even as recently as last week, as a homeschool organization, we typically try to stay in our lane. You know, we're homeschoolers. Here's, Here's who we are and here's what we're doing. And as long as we can protect our lane and protect our rights to homeschool our children, which is vital and very important, and we fight mm-hmm. every day. But our lane, the, the traffic around us is crazy. And oh um, it's not the what you're talking about is so important. And I think that everyone needs to hear it. And the homeschool community needs to hear it because this content what you are exposing, what you are talking about, mm-hmm. it's not just in K through 12 classrooms, right? This right. is this is in this is in every um, here in Indiana, Connor Prairie, um, which is a historical farm. You know, they produce academic content for families and homeschoolers go there. We have one of our team members who recently, um, her local library started a book club for homeschoolers on mental health. What, what do you think is going to come out of your public library? What do they, what, what are they doing a book club on mental health for? Because they have an agenda that's rolling out and it's, it's going to keep coming. Um, it's it's going to come. It comes at us, obviously, in mainstream media. It comes at us in public education. The kids are still that are still in public education. They are the same students that your children will work with in the future. Mm-hmm. These are yep. kids that will govern your children in the future, that will employ your children. Like You have to understand the bigger agenda even after you pull your kids out. To me, I think yes. that is what is most important. Yeah. Amen, sister. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my goodness. All right, right, Tara, I thank you so much for joining me today. How can people reach you? How can people follow you and get a hold of you guys and get connected? Yes, absolutely. If you are in Indiana, I encourage you to reach out to us at IAHE.net. Um, we will help you get started homeschooling here in Indiana. If you are not in Indiana, you can find an organization close to you, a state organization or a regional organization who will help you get started at homeschoolfreedom.com. Oh, fantastic. And I I really, I want to have you on the show again. Like, And tell me about yes. where you've been and what's going on and how the homeschool community is growing. I mean, because it is growing, correct? Oh, I mean, it, it, is, it has exploding. doubled. It has doubled, if not tripled. Um, and you know, we're actually doing this interview. I'm sitting in a hotel in St. Louis um, today yeah. because I am headed into a week of conferences with national um, uh, state leaders from across the country. So homeschool leaders from all over, actually all over the world. Um, we have global leaders who are here as well. We very often are um, sitting with leaders from Russia and Mexico and Japan and Africa and hearing about home education and how it is all across the globe. And it's really exciting. It is really exciting. And we have to, you have to be civic minded, even in homeschooling. You have to know yeah. what is going on. France just um, pulled the plug on homeschooling. You can no longer homeschool in France. 
right? You have, you have that. to be aware. I mean, I, that, that to me when, and actually Mark and I, we just did a podcast on it not too long ago. And I mean, it's when it happened and I thought that has got to be devastating to so yeah. many people. And just think about the constant indoctrination of the children. I mean, every generation, one more George Barna quote before we go, because I thought he, he said it so well. He said, parents of the youngest generation comprised of those born after 2002 would do the country a great service by evaluating the worldview of their children and taking all necessary steps to intentionally and strategically shape that worldview to produce citizens who will love God, family, and country. Yep, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Tara, thank you so much. God bless you and all that you're doing. Thank you so much for your steadfastness in the homeschool arena. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. I look forward to it. (laughs) All right, thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening. I Please go and check out the IAHE website and share it with your friends and family and everyone you know, anyone who's concerned about the public education system. And just know that parents, you have the power to educate your children. Please do not let anyone else tell you differently. So with that, thank you so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have. But, but we have time. We're going to end this episode with Voltron. Be sure to check out fearlessfeatures.org. We need more Voltron. <laughs> and I'll, I'll let Mark have the end here today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and go Voltron Force. One body, many parts. Dinotherms connected. Form feet and legs! Arms and bodies!